We're learning the first Sicha of Parshas Kairach and Chelek of Gimel on page 113. The Shir today is being learned, Lilanishmas, Rabbi Yosef Miyamin, Ben Rabbi Menashe Kaltman. Shengeret Filmal, we already spoke about this many times, as Rashi, Bipirusha Latayra, Fanfit, Allah Shailas, Vashtanzach, Mshutashal Mikra, Levanchamishal Mikra. Rashi Alatayra answers all and any question that come up simply in the reading or in the understanding of the Pasuk, which even a child, a five-year-old, will have. If there's a question where, which we do not find an explanation in Rashi, we must say that So the answer is self-understood in the chart of the Pasuk itself. Or it's answered somewhere in Rashi, either looking closer into the words of Rashi here, or somewhere earlier, Rashi already addressed it. So the Rabbi here will begin with a basic question that there is in one of the stories in this week's Parsha. The Parsha Seinu, Nachtem, we deposit the tzels, vengendem oinish So in our Parsha, after the Teire, tells us the story of what happened with Kairach, and all the people that joined him to argue and fight with Moshe Rabbeinu. So first, there are those that were punished by being swallowed up into the ground. That the earth opened its mouth and, and swallowed them. As the Pasuk says, that this will prove to everyone that what Moshe Rabbeinu did was all by Hashem sending him to do so. And this that he appointed Aaron to be the Kain Godel was with Hashem's command. We also have the story about those that were burnt, that were punished by being burnt. As the Pesach says, A fire came out and burnt the 250 men that brought the Ketairis. And this showed everybody as the Ish, Hashem, who are the one that Hashem chooses, He's the one that's holy, and everyone else gets consumed, gets destroyed. Additionally, there was also a plague that many Yidden died from that. So then comes a story that the Torah tells us about the staff of Harain that blossomed. So there's a story in this week's parasha about. Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu to take a staff from each one of the 12 Shvatim, place it in front of the Mishkan, and Aaron's staff amongst them, and then the one that his staff will blossom, that will be the sign that Hashem chose him. Isn't it? Move on. So the question here is, Why are all these punishments and open miracles not enough to nullify the complaints of Yidin? And it was necessary to additionally have also the sign by the staff of Aaron blossoming. Now, if in Pasik, after this miracle occurs, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, return the staff of Aaron over there, that it should be in front of the Mishkan, it should be a sign, it should be safe, safeguarded or kept there, that everyone should see this. Is Rashi Mefarish. So Rashi explains, Lemishmeres, Lois, Lezikarein. It's to be kept there as a sign and to remind everyone that Aaron HaKoyim was chosen so you won't complain again about the Kohona. So there, the Ramban on this Rashi says, 
ואין המטה הזה אויס, רק על מטה לוי שנבחר משאר השבטים. This staff here that blossomed is actually only a sign for the fact that Shevet Levi is chosen out of all the Shvatim for the special Avedah that they're doing the base in the, in the Mishkan. But loyal Aaron shetir le'ak kohone. But it's not a sign for the fact that Aaron is chosen for kohone. On that taicht, l'mishmeres lois, he explains the words of the Pasuk, l'mishmeres lois, al Shevet Levi, t'mure ya'bukhayres. That Shevet Levi is chosen instead of the Bukhayres. Ki asreife, ois ala kohone, those that were burnt, the 250 men that were burned, that's the sign that they are not chosen, only Aaron. And the blossoming of the staff, that's a sign for Shevet Levi that was chosen. So therefore, it's not a miracle that's coming to prove the same as what was already proven before. So the commentaries here, uh, they, they uh, very at length come and explain Rashi as Ladas Rashi, is there is hamate porach, mate aren't that according to Rashi's opinion, the sign of this staff when it blossomed, and it says porach mate aren't that the staff of Aaron blossomed, given of Beidin Yon. It actually came to prove both points. Saif them as Aaron is nifchalakone, and oich as the Shevet Levi is nifchalavedus levia. That Aaron is chosen for the to be the Kayan, Kayan Godel, and that Shevet Levi is chosen to serve in the Mishkan. Und is an amaz bedem hechvech lepirushisa. And they explain what forces Rashi to say this, even though there's a question here, because then it, it comes out that you're proving that Aaron is, shown, is chosen as the Kayan twice. But Rashi has a reason that forces him to say this. Because if this is simply a sign for Shevet Levi, but not for Aaron, so then Aleph number one, why is this? Why is the Pasuk describe it as the staff of Aaron? Nor the matter for no laza ben Aaron, alts nasi from Shevet Levi, but rather it should be the staff of a laza, the son of Aaron, which was the nasi, the leader of Shevet Levi. Azevi, by Allah under the Shvatim, was by the matter is given, is, uh, is that the matter is genun and gevaren, by nasi from Shevet. Like the other staffs that were brought there, they were taken from the leader of every Shevet. So why would this be any different if it's coming to prove that Shevet Levi as a whole was chosen? Is the second point, what should be inscribed in each one of the staffs would not be the names of the Nesim and then the name of Aaron as well. Ish as as the Pasik says, you write the name of each Shevet, the Shem Aaron Levi, and then you write the name of Aaron on the staff of Levi, not the Shema Shevet. The name of the Shevet Levi should be inscribed in the staff because this is coming to prove that Shevet Levi is chosen. So why is Aaron Akain's name inscribed in it? So this makes it clear that this is also, this is also coming to prove that Aaron Akain was chosen. Under the Mephoshims and the other commentaries explain the fact that this, that this sign here in this staff is also coming to prove regarding Aaron being Akain is Muchach Derfun, so this is proven from this, Vas, and here they bring another two points. Aleph number one, the Priche is given Davke in the Oisius Hashem Aaron. Nitoi von Ander Art Funimata, the place where it blossomed was there where Aaron Akain's name was inscribed on that, is where the where it actually blossomed. So that proves that the point is all about Aaron. Bez, another point, Vayotzet Tzitz, when the Pasik said, says that it blossomed, so it first says that it came out buds. So it uses the term tzitz. This is a hint that it refers to Aaron, the Kain Godel, only the Kain Godel wears the tzitz, which is a gold, golden plate worn on the forehead. 
There's other additional similar hints and proofs to the fact that this staff here is connected specifically to Aaron. Abra says that Rebbe das Alis is nito afilinit beremes and pirish Rashi da. All of this is not here in Rashi, and not even a hint to any of these proofs appear in Rashi. So this question still remains: What's the raya that this staff here is coming to prove Aaron Akayin's kahuna, and not like the Ramban's pshat that it uh, it refers to Shevet Levi? Oichdar from Fashtein. Additionally, the question is: Even if you do prove this, but the question is, as we asked before, Afil l'hanal as zenin dok kamei chachas as the aces given oichev kinosa shalare. So there are raya's that Rashi has to argue with the Ramban that this staff is coming to prove that Aaron Akayin is the one that's chosen. Is not move on for what's happened. Bechlal gedaft otem tsugab ois umchinav pchiras Aaron. Why is it necessary to have this additional sign and something that will prove that Aaron was chosen? And it's not enough the previous signs that we had already, especially from the fact that the other 250 men that wanted to bring Ketaites were uh, burnt. So this is a basic question here in the Pashtab Shad of the Pasik that it seems like Rashi does not ever address. But we can say that the answer in all this. If we pay closer attention to the way Rashi describes how the miracle of the blossoming of the staff of Aaron took place, this will give us the explanation of what is the added idea here in this proof more than the other signs and miracles that the world already before. So the Rebbe will get back to this later on, but first the Rebbe goes into a very detailed, extensive explanation in these Rashi's here that describe what happened. So when the Pasik describes the miracle, it says that it came out a blossom. When it says Perach, it means in its simple and literal understanding. Ain't a move on, so it's difficult to understand why Rashi says Kimashmoi. Aleph number one, Rashi hat es gedarf zagen beim ersten Mal, was es steht binyaneinu bei Matteo Yifrach. If it's necessary for Rashi to explain what it means that a staff will blossom, so Rashi should explain it the first time. Onit beim dritten. And not the third time, this is the third time it, ex- ex- it, it says this idea of a staff blossoming. Bey, the second question here is, move on bepashtus. Itself understood as Rashi is mefadish, loshna kosov. Rashi only explains the language in a posik. Nor dort, vudepshat liknit, often imashmos ateveva posik. Only in such a place where the understanding, the meaning of the posik is not clear from the words itself. As a as abagarnit mefadish, what Rashi will not explain anything, and vaymen darfes nit mefadishain, because it's not necessary to explicitly spell it out. On the fast dok nit Rashi vas is mashmoi, and over here as well as we see, Rashi doesn't even tell you what mashmoi is when he says regarding the perach mashmoi. As its literal title, he doesn't bother explaining what that is because it's self understood. So Rashi does not say anything, Dard with the Pirish's Nishma If you get it just by reading the simple words of the Pasik, so Rashi doesn't have to tell you that that is the actual Pshat. So if Rashi does have to tell you that the Pshat here is literal or something similar, is this to Shailuzaina Pirish, Velche is Nit Kemashmoi. So he is coming to negate another understanding of the Pasik that's not literal. So why would Rashi have to negate that? But there's something else in the wider context of the Pasik that may lead you to translate the Pasik not in its literal understanding. So Rashi has to tell you 
that no, this is the literal understanding. from Fashtain, so the question here is, Was is there under Pirish Vaharaya Olov in Unzapasik? What other understanding could we have for the words Vayetze Perach and what, what would be the reason or the proof to say so in our Pasik that Rashi has to come and negate that? The Sivse Chachamim Zakt. So in the Sivse Chachamim here it says, when you have two different expressions, the Pasuk says, like here, when it says Perach, that there was a blossom, there was a flower, and that it also uh, produced a bud. The term Perach is known. Uh, that is. It's known exactly what this word means. And Tzitz and Yidua It's not clear what this word Tzitz means. It's a new word here. So Rashi says, Perach, that you know. That's simple. There's nothing additional needed here. But sits means when the fruit begins budding. That's the way we understand this Rashi. Rashi is sort of saying, this you know, but this you don't know. So I'll tell you that it means the budding of the peri, of the fruit. This seems to be saying a rule here that this is what Rashi usually does, that if something's understood and something's not understood, I'll tell you this, you understand, and this I'll explain to you. But this makes the question even stronger. Then Rashi fatached. If Rashi would only translate the words that are not self-understood, the words that say these tzitz. So that just makes it automatically clear that does not demand any explanation. It just means what it means, literally. So... This whole idea here that when something is understood, so it doesn't need a pittish, so right, so, so that's why Rashi should explain only what needs a pittish, and I'll understand that what doesn't, doesn't. But if Rashi has to explicitly tell you that here, no, this is literal, is mashma as under pittish canal. So the Rebbe does not accept this, this klal of the Sifsi Chachamim. Rashi is just telling you this does not need a Piddush. No, Rashi is saying Kemashmoi because he's negating another Pshat that you would have thought here in the wider context of the Pasuk, and Rashi has to tell you no, it still is Kemashmoi. It's the literal Pshat of the Pasuk. So moving on now to the next Rashi. What is the meaning of the word Tzitz, a bud? This is the budding of the fruit. When the flower falls. So the question here on the way Rashi describes this is Darko Shal Rashi is Kiyudua Tsumavaiza and Pshata Mikra. It's known Rashi's derech in, in in explaining the Psukim is only what's relevant for the literal understanding of the Pasik. Whether explaining the words or the concept or the idea that's mentioned in the Pasik, Rashi does not just go on to explain or describe any other details of this matter. That are not relevant here. Only if, or unless if, it's it's necessary for the simple understanding of the pasuk. If so, the question is: Why is this detail here, and exactly how it grows? How is that relevant? As chanotas apedi is kishah perach neifel. That what does chanotas apedi mean? The meaning of chanotas apedi. That when there's the fruit blossom, when the flower falls. Why does Rashi have to add that? It would be enough for Rashi to say, that the fruit buds, that it happens when the flower falls. Why is that necessary? So we continue in Siv Gimel to the following Rashi. 
that explains the next part of the Pasik. The Pasik then continues and says that it blossomed and the fruit budded and then it developed almonds. On his Mephadesh, Rashi explains, when the fruit, the almond, was uh, identifiable, you were able to identify that it's almonds. What is, this, what is the meaning of the word Vayigmail? says Rashi, Loshin Vayigdal Hayeled Vayigomel. Just like a child after he comes to the age where he weans off from nursing and the child develops and he's sort of identifiable, so to over here it means regarding the fruit. We find in the Pasuk as well that this term Vayigomel or Vayigmail is brought regarding a fruit on a tree. When you have the fruit that's not ripe and it develops, then that's when it buds. So you see it uses the term gaimel regarding a fruit that's budding and becomes identified. So not to understand what Rashi is saying here, so it's known, as we already spoke about this many times, as Rashi's Loshin is Meduyik Betachlis. Every single word in Rashi is precise 100%. If so, the question here is, The fact that Rashi brings the source of this term, Goimel, that it means that it developed and it's identified, that it's used regarding a tree, is move on, so it's understood as Rashi himself says, So from here we see, we can prove that this expression of it can be used not only to a child which weans from nursing, Vials is an enigma when they wean from the mother's milk, nor it can be used regarding fruits in the tree when it develops. Why does Rashi say specifically that the fruits of the tree? Why doesn't Rashi just say more concisely that this is a proof regarding petis, regarding fruits, and not only regarding a human being or a child? So it may seem as a very small diak, but everything in Rashi is precise. So there's something there in the fact that Rashi is emphasizing the fruit of the tree. So we have many questions here on, on the three Rashis, and the question overall regarding the, the necessity of this entire miracle here to prove the Kuhnavaren. And here the Rebbe and Sivdalit will continue with some other basic questions regarding this miracle that happened, which will lead us into the explanation of this whole story. So the explanation here is as follows. In the simple pshat of the Pasik, there are a few questions that come up. And from those questions are as follows. Aleph, number one. That the man, the one that I choose, so his staff will blossom. If all the Eivishter says was that the miracle will be that it will blossom, so why, when in actuality, was there changes and even additional things that occurred? It didn't only blossom, that it budded, additionally, also almonds came out. It never said anything before about budding and a fruit or almond that will grow. This is additions that each other stage that happens here is an additional miracle that takes place. A staff to grow to grow flowers and then additionally to even grow fruit. So why why would Hashem make these additional miracles here? There is another basic question here is. In the Pasik is In the Pasik here, it's there seems to be a redundancy. 
Nachtem, wie the Pasuk sagt, after the Pasuk says that the staff of Aram Blasen, steht dann auch wieder einmal, that it produced, a, it came out of Blasen, a flower. So it says in the beginning of the Pasuk, then later on it says again, a Blasen. So why does it say it with this redundancy? So you have the Piddish of the Baliyatesvis on the Chumish, Farenfer and the Mkefel Aloshin. So the answer this redundancy has an event that it's hinting to the fact that there were two different flowers here. On one side of the staff, there were flowers that grew on the staff that remained there and they never fell off. From the other side, but then on the other side of the staff, there were flowers, but then those flowers fell off. Like it is with trees, that the flowers come out and the flowers fall off, and then it buds a fruit and the, the shkedim came out. So the two sides of the staff. In Pirish Rashi, but in Rashi, however, we cannot say that this is the meaning of the double lashon of the pasuk. Something like this, Rashi would have definitely said explicitly. And Rashi doesn't hint to any of this. So what is the fact, what is the um, explanation for the redundancy of Hine Parach and then Vayetze Parach? On these Shilas, it's these questions here, that the words means literal, that this is the budding of the fruit, and Rashi adds, when the flower falls. So first, the Rebbe begins with here in Sifei. From then, Gufa, what Rashi says, when Rashi tells you that means literally, that a flower, it blossomed a flower. Is move on as the Loshen, Yifrach, Perach, Frie, named Nitibling von Ablum. If Rashi says this here the first time, even though the Pasuk already mentions before this expression, that the staff will be Pireach, will blossom. But there Rashi does not say that it means a flower literally. That means that actually before it doesn't necessarily mean a flower. Why is that? When it, the Torah uses this term of Yifrach, Perach, that it will blossom. Speaking about this regarding the tree, there, regarding the tree, it means literally that it blossomed. That it grew flowers. That's the meaning of a Perach, by a tree. Or by an Ilan, an Isopetus, is as the bleeding from blumen from velachas vaxen später is the petis and then when by the tree as the nature is from these flowers comes later the fruits. Shas es retzach ha bevegan amata bechayetze bezeh. But if we're speaking about a staff or anything similar, nid vegan anilon, not about a tree, is the loshen perach nid bagrenit or parach that is nid bagrenit dafke to their bleeding from a bloom. So parach or perach. Actually, may be, always be a flower. That's what the Rebbe before emphasized. Porach. The fact that it's blossoming doesn't necessarily mean the blossoming of a flower. Nor a priche. It means that there's something additional that comes out, blossoms out of this staff. Priche. Priche means an addition. Alts was waxed and kommt zu später. 
It could be referring to anything that grows or is added to it later. Where do we find this? Many times in Chumash before. And the Rebbe brings a few examples. This is by the Makis, where there was the Perech, where the Makkah of Shechin is added to the skin. So it uses the term Perech, that it sort of blossomed, it grew, these, the, 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 uh, the uh, boils. Or Tzadik, Katoma Yifroch. A Tzadik blossoms like a palm tree. And there's many other Psukim, which the Rebbe points to later in Ha'ara 37, where you see this, these expressions of Pricha. Okay, so therefore over here, when the Titus says, regarding a staff, that will, it'll be pireyach, it'll blossom. What does the blossoming mean? A flower? Like the term that's used regarding a tree? So simply you would say, not at all. It just means that it'll be an addition to this staff. But it doesn't necessarily mean kimashmoy, a flower. So therefore Rashi has to come and clarify. Here, this time, when it says, that it produced this flower as the perach da is kimashmoy. That it does mean like its literal shot, says that it produced an actual flower. And this is unlike the expression of Yifrach and Parach that say earlier, over there, it doesn't mean like its literal understanding that it's a flower. It just means, as we find in many places before, an addition, some growth. Rashi does not have to specify earlier that there, the expression of Priche only means a growth. This expression of Priche is found in the Torah many times before. So you know that we're speaking here about a staff and not about a tree. Is this a Dova Muban itself understood? As the Smeint Nitnar the Yitzir from Ablum, that the expression of Priche means not only that a flower comes out, nor a bliung, a blossoming, a growth. But says Kailul, then Vokes from Prochim, Tzitzim, and Peris. It's not limited specifically to a flower. It means an addition, a growth, which would include many different details, as the Pasik tells us later what actually happened. So therefore, this answers how what the Abish just said in the beginning and what happened later is not a contradiction. So when the Abish just says the miracle that will occur is that this staff will blossom doesn't mean specifically a flower, but it means the general growth and blossoming. So yes, it does begin with a flower. But on the Alapratan was but it also includes any additional growth that would follow afterwards. Is move on as Nachtan was the Abishta had Gizak the Khlal Kibakamakamakamis Mate Yifroch after the Abishta says what will happen. And the Abishta only says what will happen in a very general sense, as we find in many places that things are said first and only in general. Is the Nochre Rachentman Bipratius? So later, when it actually happens, the Tayra tells you in detail what happened. That there was a flower, and there was a budding, and there was the fruit, there was the almonds. So there's no contradiction here. The perach in the beginning just means a general blossoming, which does include all these details that happened later. And then it says, It says in the beginning that Aaron's staff blossomed, and it says again, So what's the two Lashonis here? The Torah begins saying generally that the miracle of a blossoming of growth on a staff took place. Like David himself said, also in a general term, that the staff will blossom. 
And the Noach is the Torah Mefaret, the Protum from the Pricha. And then the Torah comes and tells you the stages and the details of exactly what blossomed. Vayetze Perach, Kemashmoi, a Perach. Because Vayetze Perach does mean literally that it was first the flower. The Noach, Vayotze, sits. And then the Chanotas Aperi, the budding of the fruit. And then finally the third stage that it produced, the fruit, the almond. So the Torah is specifically writing it first in general and then spelling out the details of how it took place. So you should understand that there was a Pricha here, but the Pricha went through all three stages as wood naturally grow. The flower, the budding, and the fruit. But now the question is, what is the point here of all these three stages of the fruit of the almond growing on this staff in, in the natural order, the way it grows? The question over here becomes though, There was a flower, then it budded, and then you had the almonds. Is there pirut from parach matar? This is just explaining the stages of how it actually blossomed, which is what Abisha said originally. And it goes in the order of the way it naturally happens. First the flower, and in the end, all you have was just the almonds. If so, it comes out as Bisman bin Vayyavay Moshe el Oyal Eidus Gaimer. When Moshe Rabbeinu came into the Oyal Moshe to see what happened, Hab Zichshayin Abketan Aled Rayanim. So this was already developed. So it was all done already. Vayetzir Perach Vayatzit says Vayig Moshkeidim. The flowers grew already and they were actually fell off already, and there was no bud of a fruit anymore. There was a full almonds there. If so, at the pasuk that Zagan blows, then pratasiyim from the dry by Yigmoshkaden. So the only thing that's relevant that Moshe Rabbeinu saw was the final product that he saw the almonds on the staff. While nor does at Moshe Gezen, that's the only thing that Moshe Rabbeinu saw when he entered into the Olmayit. On nit vayetzir perach vayatzit sits. He didn't see any flowers or he didn't see any budding. This is actually a question that Rashbam asks that seemingly this is the only thing that is relevant here to say that they saw the fruit the almonds. So I learn, and it would be difficult to explain here as a rain game, they can oil that when Moshe Rabbeinu came into the oil mayid, had Moshe Gizan, the Ganze Ibegang, Moshe Rabbeinu miraculously saw how this occurred, the stages of how this developed. From the Aladrai Pratim, and he saw it happening, it blossomed, and immediately it budded a fruit, and then afterwards the almonds came out. Varom, because Vasfara Tayeles is done then, was Moshe, that is Altsan. What benefit is there for such a miracle that Moshe Rabbeinu should see all these three stages? The kavana in them is dochkedei v'ashikaisim alai tolunais b'nei Israel. The idea of here is that the complaints of Yidden should subside, as Yidden zon anekanen ungleiben as b'charti ba'aren. That they should recognize and believe that Hashem chose Aaron. So the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu sees this miracle of these three stages that's that's irrelevant. So why is the pasuk saying all these three stages that happened over here? What's the point of this? So therefore Rashi adds, When Rashi explains what means, the budding of the fruit, so Rashi doesn't just say budding of the fruit. He says, When the flower falls, why does he add that? It's not just telling you a fact of what happens here. So that it budded and it grew in the natural way that a fruit grows. And this makes it possible for the Eden to know this, that there was a flower here. 
Durch Zen, they are upgefallen the prochem. By the fact that they didn't see the flowers on the staff, but they saw the flowers that fell off. And what happened here is as follows. Moshe had a risk in Kolamatos and given the Eden. Moshe Rabbeinu took out all the staffs and showed them to all the Eden. As the Pasuk says, Moshe has called Amatois, Mulofne Hashem, Makobne Israel, Vayirigayim. He took out all the staffs and showed all the Yidden. Hatezigivizn alts. So definitely Moshe Rabbeinu showed them every aspect of the miracle that he saw occurred. Oich di Pratim, Velachazanar Radgefam, Bishas Chanotas Aperi, including the flowers that fell down from after the fruit blossomed. On Zendig di Matas, Mitishkedim. So when Yidden saw the Matas and he saw the Mata that has the almonds, on Oich di Arabgefal and the Prochim, and they saw the flowers that fell. So this made it clear to them as an oil is given the ganze seid of So that's how they understood that not only was there a miracle here that a staff grows almonds, but it actually went through the natural process. There was a flower, and then the flower falls, and the budding, and then a fruit. So this is a miracle that occurred that the Yidin actually were able to know about. And they were shown this as, as an additional aspect to this miracle to prove that Aaron is chosen. But this doesn't really answer yet the question. There's another question here though. Fine, so we understand now why all these three stages is actually something that all Yidin were able to see and know about. But what's the point of the miracle happening this way? And the question here is, to was hatten gedavt as Yidin, as the Yidin sollen es wissen? Why was it necessary for Yidin to know this? And not only that they should know, but even more, the question here is, they say the activity from Smicha Shkedim in their matter, to have the almonds grow in the natural order of the way almonds grow on a tree. The fact that a staff grows almonds is totally miraculous. So the miracle, it would be sufficient when it just grows ripe and ready almonds coming directly out of the staff without any levels of developing the way it would naturally grow on a tree. What's the point of having these stages that it should develop? On one end, this is a miracle, but at the same time, it's growing naturally, like it grows as if it would be a tree. What's the point of this? Now, light under the Mepharshim, according to other commentaries, it can be explained. Is thus move on. This is also understood. Others explain as the prochen from dem perach on tzitz zen meisif and goydel anes that here the flower and the buds the way it blossomed there was an additional greater miracle here that occurred. Vid the radak learned as the radak explains as omar perach al yitzias alim chila perach here refers to the fact that the leaves of the fruit grew first vachakachanets and only afterwards did the fruit itself bud. This is the opposite of the order of the way it is by the almond tree. So this order, the way the Pasuk describes it, only makes it a greater miracle. So that's according to the Radak. So the, the stages, the way it developed, was actually not in the regular order of the way a, the almonds grow on a tree. But according to Rashi, it's that what does Vayetzitzis mean that the fruit buds after the flower falls? Kumtois fakert. So according to Rashi, the opposite is true. Asis givaksen leitn seider ativi from smichas hashkedim. That the pasuk here is saying that these almonds grew sort of naturally on this staff. Isn't it move on? If so, the question is oitz lib hagdolas anes. If the point of these stages here is to intensify the miracle. Rashi should have learned like what the Radak says. That it did not grow in the stages the way 
almonds grow on a tree. And I to leave them at some nests. And if it's just a very miracle itself that a staff produces almonds, what does Gedav Zayim Ba'ifin as from the Mata as on waxen fartikishkeden? So then the miracle should just be this: that from the staff itself, ready ripe almonds grow. What's the point of having sort of an aspect of nature of the natural order in this miracle that occurs here? So here in Sifches, the Rebbe will explain that this is actually the key of why it was necessary to have this additional sign that Aaron has chosen. There's a miracle, but at the same time, it's growing in this natural development. That is a very important sign that Klal Yisrael takes from this, for this that Aaron has chosen as the kind. Is the beer possessed? So the explanation here is as follows. As dafke in den is ikiratam as the rebishot gemach the meisamata. This detail here, that it grows naturally, this is the main reason why Rebishter performs this miracle of the staff that it produces, it blossoms the, the Shkeden. So the Rebbe explains as follows. The miracle that occurred that all those people that were with Kairach and all of their belongings got swallowed into the ground. Led Yidin to understanding and knowing that Hashem is the one that sent Meishu Rabbeinu to do all of this. As Moshe is a shleich from Eibishten, on alts was a tut as a piadiver. He is a shleich of Hashem, and everything he does is only with Hashem, Hashem's words. On nachmer, on bepratius, and more so and more in detail is thus nizgalgavon by the sreife from the chamishim and masayim ish makrivyak teiras. This is revealed and it's made understood to Yidden when the two hundred fifty men that brought keteiras, which keteiras is only for a kain. And when they get burned, so this makes the point even stronger. became clear for everyone as Aaron is there as that he's the only one that's chosen to bring the Ketairis, So he's chosen to be a Kayan Gadol. That is the point of these miracles. Hashem Shlochani. That yes, in fact, Moshe Rabbeinu was sent to appoint Aaron as the Kayan Gadol. However, this did not yet completely nullify the complaints of Yidin. Why? This only proves that the Ebishter commanded so. So therefore, trying to go against Hashem's command brings all these consequences and these punishments here. As cannot resign, however, there's still room to argue and complain and say, as Aaron mitzad atzmai is gleich zonderiyin. That really Aaron, looking at him as far as his qualifications are concerned, that he really is the same to all others. And really, he's not anything greater than anyone else. Nochmer, furthermore, meglech mitzad asiyas egel. Then it's possible to say because of the fact that Aaron was involved in the egel, as dafka Aaron is the tzu nitroi. That you can argue and say that Aaron Akayin, not only is he the same as everyone else as far as his own status is concerned, but he's actually lower than he's less fitting than anyone else. And the Edens and Meroi, all the Eden that did not have any involvement in the Egel are more fitting than him. Nochmer, furthermore, as Kenzain, as das was the Eibishter, at Geheisen machen Aaron for Akayin Gadol, it could be that the fact that Aaron Akayin was chosen to be a Kayin Gadol is gekommen mitzad barkoshas at Philus Moshe. It's not that he himself was deserving or fitting for this job at all, but Moshe Rabbeinu davened and begged Hashem that his brother should be appointed to this. Or there could be similar complaints 
the, the point of here is, yes, they understood that Hashem said so. But nevertheless, to complain about the fact that Aaron is really no better than any of us, that complaint can still be there. And even furthermore, it's not only Stama complained, but they could sort of say, well, Moshe Rabbeinu davened for this. So, okay, but it's not really that Abish on his own chose Adam because he is unique and he's special. But Moshe Rabbeinu davened for this. For this, there was the additional miracle here of the staffs. So what this miracle proves is, is as follows. Obviously, a staff on its own does not blossom, there's no growth in it, no fruits in it. The fact that a staff will grow, will blossom, is only Hashem's choice and Hashem's will. But on the other hand, though, what you saw here in how this miracle developed on the staff, what you, what you saw was, as the Ratzon Hashem in them, that the will of Hashem in this accomplished, that this, this was and remained, not just this miraculous almonds that appeared on the staff. It sort of changes the nature of the staff, that the staff sort of becomes like a tree. It develops and grows almonds just like the, the, the stages in the nature of a tree. On the far is the And this is the point there when you see in the stages of how it happened. First the flower, as Rashi says, literally, first the flower. Then it buds the fruit when the flower falls. And then it was identified as almonds. The way, the way this miracle occurs is, it's not just that the Eva should decide that almonds should appear on this staff, but the Eva should change the staff itself, that it should become like a tree that grows almonds in its natural order. So we'll move on. So from this, Yidin took the message that the same is regarding this, that Aaron HaKayin has chosen to be the Kayin. That the fact that Aaron HaKayin is the Kayin is because of Hashem's cho- Hashem chosen. Not because of anybody requesting this, Moshe Rabbeinu requesting this, Hashem chooses. That's one point. On the bechirah gufe, but but this that Hashem chooses Aaron. In what manner is this? Is be'ayfin as the kohone vered by him zayin tivi is the gemayla. This now becomes the nature of who Aaron Akoyin is. He is the koyin. That's one and the same with his very identity. It's not something that always remains sort of this. Hashem chooses him, but Yidin could always say, "You're really just like all of us." No, this becomes the status and the level of Aaron Akoyin. Similar to the way it is with the uh, staff, that this now becomes sort of like a tree. It just grows naturally. So this also explains why the commands that return, return these, the staff of Aaron over there by the Mishkan, it should be a sign forever. This will be a sign that Aaron was chosen and they won't complain anymore. 
Vibalt, so the point here is, Vibalt is veratan inyan tivi ve'atzmi by Aaron. This becomes the nature and the very essence of who Aaron is. It's not an additional feature or job that he has that David chooses him for, but this is who Aaron Akain is now. By Aaron, Ubona, by Aaron and his children, is nit meglech tzizogin. So now there's no possibility to say or to come and complain and demand, as a filo oi batzveita hota chukki verotzen zu da avele bevesam miktosh. If there's another individual that has a desire to also come and serve in the base of Megdash, or the Tzaliib under the Tainan, whatever other reasons that someone else decides that, well, Moshe Rabbeinu daven for Aaron, so maybe if I have a desire, maybe now I can daven to the Ebishter, or Moshe Rabbeinu could intercede on my behalf, and maybe I could also serve. Harnakain is not necessarily one with this job, it's not his, it's just the Ebishter chosen now, but someone else could claim that later on maybe it changes. So Zainadim Ashinu. There should be some kind of a change over here. It's impossible to say this. In Ashpet Dignizman, Oisklavman, there have been a coin that in any t- later time period, someone else should be chosen in his place. So that's the point of having over here this staff to prove for Yidin that Aaron Akayin is chosen and he is it. He becomes a coin. That's his very identity. So that, so this is the answer to the main question that I've asked in the beginning of the Sikha what is the point of this additional miracle? Not just, it proves that not just Aaron is Mipi Hashem or Hashem Shlachani, that David says that he should serve as a Kayin, but the fact that he becomes a Kayin is who he is. It's an Inyan Tivi Ve'atzmi of Aaron, similar to this miracle that occurred here with the staff. Hashem chooses that it should grow the fruits, but it becomes like a tree. It grows fruits in the natural order. So this, the Rebbe takes us in Sif Test to the next Rashi, Vayig Moshkeit, the final Rashi, on this subject there. This will explain the continuation of Rashi's words in the Rashi of Vayig Moshkeit, the Rebbe pointed out before that Rashi explains the word Vayigmoel, that it means that it developed or that it uh, sort of became identified. And Rashi says that this term can be used by a peri ha'ilon, by the fruits of a tree. The Isafas Haraya. So this additional proof that Rashi brings us, as Lashon Zeh Motzi Beperi Ilan, this is an expression that's used regarding trees, is Nit Blois Brengen Haraya as the Lashon Vayigma Vert Banutz Benigay Peris. Nit Nor Benigay Ayelot. Now Rashi is not simply bringing you a proof that this is a term that could be used for a fruit and not only for a child that weans from nursing. Rashi here, as we've explained, is coming to emphasize. That the way that the development and the growth of these almonds and this staff was is given in themselves that it happened in the same way that fruits grow and develop on a tree. This staff sort of turned into a tree. That was the miracle. Not just that it remained a staff and it grows these almonds, but the staff now has the nature to develop like a tree. That's what Rashi is emphasizing, Peri Ha'ilon. Now, based on this, Yumtak, the Hemshech and Pirish Rashi. We could also understand Gishmak, the continuation of Rashi. So Rashi asks, Why was the miracle that it blossomed and it grew almonds? So the answer is, Almonds grow the quickest on a tree more than any other fruits. Af. So the hint here is, Anybody that will challenge the kohone, so his punishment will also come very quickly. So why is Rashi adding this detail here? 
about as it's because since this that it grows and blossoms the fruit on this staff, just like a tree, it became sort of like a tree. It's to highlight the fact that now things are growing in its natural order. And therefore we understand how this whole story is relevant. This miracle teaches us something very important for the Kohona of Aden Kanal. As we explained before, that this is an Indian TV Atzmi. This is now the nature of who Aden is. So therefore it's understood that the fact that, that specifically almonds are chosen is So it, it, this detail of almonds also has to be relevant for the proving for, regarding Kainim that this is, this is about. It's just like we see that the, the, the details of how it developed is not just another detail of how the miracle happened to happen. No, but it's, it's precise. So, so too the fact that Shkedim is chosen also has to be precise for the point of the Kohona. The Rebbe is Rashi, Mamshuk, so therefore Rashi continues and explains. The Loma Shkedin, why almonds? As Oich der Prat, was das is given, Dafke der, der mean Pedis from Shkedin. This detail, that it was specifically almonds, Hagam, das geht nicht zu in dem Eis of Pchirisaren, even though seemingly it does not add anything in the point that Aaron Akain is chosen, is Negeil in Yenayna, but still it's relevant for the subject of the Kohone here. Because someone that will challenge specifically Kohone the, will have a result similar to uh, the Shkedim that come very quickly. So here in Sifiyot, the Rebbe concludes with explaining something that it says in the Gemara about what happened with this staff in the future, in the time of the Beis Mikdash. According to this Pshat here in Rashi, we'll understand a detail that all the Rishonim speak about. According to this explanation in Rashi, a certain thing the Gemara says that all the Rishonim speak about is going to be understood. The Gemara Zog, the Gemara Numa tells us, as when it came the time towards the end of the second, first Beis Hamikdash, that is, so the Aren was hidden under the ground in the Beis Hamikdash. So there were other things that were hidden with it, and one of them is Makloishal Aren. The staff of Aaron Bishkedel Prochel, with the almonds and the flowers. That's the language of the Gemara. Correct, one of them, so the Rishayim ask on this. Via Zoi, the Monte Gemara U Prochel. How could the Gemara say that the flowers were hidden together with the staff? In Pasuk state, by Yigmoel Shkedim. The Pasuk says that it grew almonds. On Nachmer, Hagidl von die Shkedim, Zenemenet, again, on Nach Gemar, Hagidl von die Shkedim, Zenemenet Akin Prochen. So after the growing of the almonds, there are no flowers anymore. But the flowers fall off. So there are no flowers here. How could the Gemara say that together with the staff of Aaron and the almonds, also the flowers were hidden there? That's the question they ask. So the answer the Rishayim say is, There were some flowers that remained in order to intensify the miracle here. This is similar to what the Rebbe brought before from the Bali Teisvis, that on one side of the staff, the flowers remained, on the other side, the flowers fell, and the almonds grew. So but it's still not smoothly understood, seemingly, why, when it comes to hiding and putting away this staff, does the Gemara have to emphasize this point that those flowers were hidden together with it? 
whatever was there under the staff went along with it. Why does the why does the Gemara here have to specify these details? A similar sort of what the Rebbe asked before regarding the pasuk that the pasuk goes through each stage. Right, so we here in the Gemara when the Gemara talks about the fact that this Mata Aaron was Nignaz. Why is it necessary to mention what went along with it? Whatever was with it, was with it. The flowers were on the staff itself. So if you put away the staff, so the flowers go along with it. It's on the staff. So there's no point in the Pesach saying that there were flowers there. But again, when the Gemara says that the, that the staff of Adam with the almonds were hidden, so regarding that you could say, although this is also a Deichik, as the mid-vet klor, this is to clarify which staff of Aaron are we speaking about. So it, it sort of reminds you that we're speaking about that staff that the Shkaden grew on it. But what relevance is there to mention here the fact that the staff also had the flowers on it? But according to the explanation of Rashi and the literal understanding of the Pasuk, Rashi doesn't make any difference regarding flowers, that there were flowers that remained on it, flowers that fell off, as the Prochem Ale, all flowers fell off, and as the Rebbe explained before, Moshe Rabbeinu then showed all the Eden the flowers that fell off to show them how it developed naturally. Is move on, so we can understand and apply the same idea here regarding the Gemara. Just like the first time, Moshe took out the staff with the almonds, and also separately took out the flowers that fell. He wanted to show Eden not only the miracle of the Shkedim, of the almonds that grew on the staff, but the fact that it grew naturally. This is, the, this is the critical point over here to prove that the Kohona of Aaron becomes his nature, who he is. So this is the same that applies when the Ebishter says to Moshe, return now the Mata of Aaron to be there, to be safe kept, that it shall always be a sign for Eden. They'll always remember and never complain again about the Gona. As Eichendem Zikarain, that here, in this Zikarain as well, is Negeya, as the Hoshev, Zokolazain, side the Makom Medishkedim, inside the Opketel to Prochem. To return it there, it has to not only the staff with the almonds were returned there, but the flowers that fell had to be returned there as well. That's part of, or maybe the main point here, to prove how, to what extent, Aranakain is chosen. So that's regarding the mitzvah of returning it. On the high time, so the same could be said regarding what the Gemara speaks about. Also, when it comes to the time to hide the staff of Aaron with the Aaron, so the Gemara spells out that it was hidden there with the almonds and its flower. So here the Rebbe gives a short introduction to explain what's the significance of the Aaron being hidden. And along with it, the staff being hidden there. You may think that once the staff is hidden on the ground together with the audience, so then whatever point that staff is here to prove an effect is, is, is not no more. It, it's ineffective anymore because it's being hidden with the Aaron. So the Rebbe says that's not the case. Because It wasn't simply hidden there on the ground so 
that in the future, when the Besamekdash is destroyed, the Aaron should not fall into the hands of the enemy. Nor, Vigeretamal Barucha, rather, this was once explained at length, and this is a Sikhin Chelechofal from Parshas Truma, Valdartan, Makim Agnize, because over there, the place where it is hidden, Hatasadin from Makimai, it was built there, Lachatchila, this space, and this is considered to be a place of the Aaron. From the beginning, when he built the base of Mikdash, and he knew that it will be destroyed, it was built in as part of the structure of the base of Mikdash from the beginning. He sanctified it as a place that's holy to contain the Aaron in it as part of the, like, 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 like the Aaron which is in Kaidish Akadashim. So the Aaron, while it's hidden, is still in its place and it's contained in a holy place. So similar could be said also regarding the other things that were in front of the Aaron. When they are hidden along with the Aaron, not just physically along with, but also they are there in, in the same way as the Aaron itself. This becomes their place. Just like the Aaron in the Kedusha Kedoshim is it's in its place and has its effect on the ground where it's hidden, it also is its place and has its effect. And the same thing is with the other things along with the Aaron. This staff, even when it's there hidden on the ground, it has an effect. It has an effect to be piled that Yidin should not complain about the Kohona of Aaron. And this is even more so that we can say this regarding the staff of Aaron, was the limud as there is nignes gevaren tzazan mitn Aaron, esundem was beim shteit lemishmeres lois. We learn this that it was hidden together with the Aaron of Aaron because the pasuk says lemishmeres it should be safe kept there. Oich b'makem agnize is das lemishmeres lois. So the pasuk itself is telling you that even when it's hidden on the ground, but it has an effect. This nest of the Eibushter that's there hidden has an effect in the world that Yidden should not complain. The far is oich badignize the gemara mefales. So just like when it comes to the actual miracle itself, so the stages and the fact that it was in a natural order with the flower, and the Moshe Rabbeinu shows it. The fact that he shows the flower is very relevant. So the same thing here. The gemara says also the gemara mefales maklish alarim bishkedel uprochel that it's not just the staff of Aaron, but it's also the almonds and the flower, which is the main point here that Eden should realize that the union of Kohone is. Who Aaron Akain is? It's his nature. It's it's the Indian Tivi Vaatsmi of Aaron. On those alts, that Zayin Begolui, this all will be revealed. The Bias Mashiach Tzedkain with the arrival of Mashiach. Oivem in a state. The pasuk says Yifrach beYomov Tzadik that in his days a Tzadik will blossom. Should be Yomov Tachser a Kahuna. The Yifrach Matei Aaron that in his days the Kahuna will blossom, will return, and the staff of Aaron will blossom. The Meheira beYameinu Mamish. Just uh, as when you finish learning the Sikha here, it doesn't have any additional explanation how we take what Rashi says in Yenish Al or Al what the deeper point comes out from Rashi. The Rebbe returned to this subject in the Sikha of Tavshinun Aleph and explained all of this on a much deeper level, Al in connection to Gimel Tamos and Yud Pais Tamos. Have a look.